Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Welcome to Four Down Territory. As Stick and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Schlereth and Evans kicking it off with First Down. What an impact Deion Sanders has made since coming to CU. His first recruiting class. Rankings have somewhere between you know 20 and 30. Transfer portal class. Uh, top 10, top 5. All in all, quite the performance by primetime. This is the first season since 78 that the most players didn't come from California, Colorado, Texas. Florida is in the lead with seven players, and I plan on doubling that. I love my Florida boys. I know what they're going to give me. I know who they are. I know how they was raised. And uh, we have tremendous relationships bringing those kids from Florida. Once they realize it ain't that cold, it's going to be all good for my Florida boys. We coming! We coming! Hey, more Florida guys, less California guys. I'm all for it. Listen, man, I'm with you. I am, I am with you. And I'd love, you know, I'd love, the, here's the deal, man. I'd love this to be a destination for great players. Um, I think he'll make it that. And, you know, in, in recruiting the home kids, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be a, a player to get recruited. Like, this is good. This is a, this is a good thing. I love that Florida thing, dude. Those guys. They, they play some good football down in Florida. High school football in Florida. He knows his guys. I love it. Colorado high school football is, it, on the national landscape, it's, it's, it's not good. It's, it's not that good. But we do put out as a state, your, your top 10 prospects coming out of Colorado every year, really good. They're going to all the big schools. Mm-hmm. So that, that is something I'd, I'd love to see him be able to do, which nobody's ever been able to do is, when it comes to the top recruits, the the, the four and five star guys, there aren't many of them, but that come out of Colorado, find a way to keep them here. Yeah, well, you put a winning program together, a relevant program on the nation, you know, a national program that's relevant. You will, you'll keep guys here. Second down. So what's going on with Bones Highland? His playing time has plummeted. He seems to have checked out. He's uh, leaving the floor early, leaving the arena early. Uh, everyone seems to think he's going to get traded, including himself. So, Michael Malone, where do you stand with Bones? I stand with Bones. <laughs> Bones is on our team. I stand with everybody in that locker room. You know, he got a chance to play tonight. Uh, you know, that group was struggling a little bit. It wasn't just because of Bones Island. Uh, threw CB out there, and I thought CB had a good night. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with every one of our players. Win, lose, or draw. Ringing endorsement there. Right. He gone. He gone. Win, lose, or draw. He gone. I'm only with you win or tie. If Bones Highland has value, capitalize on it now. Well, see you later. Because it'd be best for Bones. He needs to go someplace, some team that's that's not a contender, play 35 minutes a night. That's what he needs. The Nuggets need a guy that absolutely 100% knows his role, is comfortable with it, and is going to give you a consistent performance. You can't have yeah. the up-and-down nature of Bones. For a team that's trying to win a championship, you can't. And so for that reason, I think it's best to move on from Bones while his value is high. 
Um, for the person who reached out to me and said, you can't trade Bones Highland. He's the next Ja Morant. Yo. Slow down. Look, your roll. What? Come on. By the way, and here's the deal. You can move him. Move him. You're 100% right. And what you need is somebody that's okay with that role. And if he's asked to play five minutes that night, he's okay with it. He's going to give you a consistent five. And if he's asked to play 25 that night, he'll give you a consistent 25. And you know what you're going to get. You can count on him. And he's a professional. And I say this all the time. I used to say it to my own son. Just because you play a pro sport doesn't make you a professional. Bones has not been a professional the last few weeks. He just hasn't. And that's a maturity issue, and he needs to grow up. And I like I don't care if you got your feeling hurt. You see how Kyle Shanahan handed Jimmy Ward? Jimmy Ward had, did this you know, social media thing. He goes, so I went to Kyle because he wanted to move back to safety. He had moved to safety. He started the, the, in the, he started in his career as kind of a nickel corner, an outside corner, moved to safety, wants to play safety. Guys don't want to play nickel. It's hard. And he goes, I want to move back to safety. So he goes up to Kyle and said, man, I, you know, I want to move to safety and blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to play nickel anymore. And Kyle says, how do you feel about being on the bench? Cause your choices are being on the bench or playing nickel for me. Like sometimes you gotta, you go, okay, I get you coach. Thanks. Thanks for the meeting. Good talk. Yeah, great talk. Sometimes you just have to, you have to be mature enough to understand this is my role right now and I got to go make the best of it. And he needs to do that. Third down. Reaction from around the NFL world pouring into the hiring of Sean Payton. How does one of our own, Shannon Sharp, feel about it? Love it. I love it. Just what the Broncos had to do. And it seems to be the history skip of trading coaches for picks has worked out really well. Coach Belichick, I think, went for a first, a fourth, and a seventh. And we already know what happened in New England. So, ooh, I like it. And Sean Payton knows what it takes. He knows it's all about the team. If you're not a coach, if you're not in the front office, if you're not accounting or payroll, you don't need a damn office in the building. (laughs) Let's run. Hopefully, and I know there's some of you out there, you know who you are, who just don't like this move. Maybe that swayed you. Maybe Shannon just swayed you right there. Let's run. There are always going to be people that are all, you know, caught up in a draft compensation situation. Um, There will be the people say he had a Hall of Fame quarterback and he didn't. You know, he only won one Super Bowl. At a Hall of Fame quarterback in San Diego and in Los Angeles with Philip Rivers. How many did you win? None? Oh, okay. Great. How many Marino win? None? Oh, that's awesome. How many, like, stop it. How many Warren Moon win? Oh, he never went to a Super Bowl. None. Okay. Yeah, relax. Relax. And by the way, the revisionist history on that, Drew Brees was dumped by the Chargers. Miami chose Culpepper over Drew Brees. Drew Brees didn't come to Sean Payton as a Hall of Fame quarterback. Drew Brees was developed by Sean Payton into a Hall of Fame quarterback. Don't for, don't don't get that twisted. A lot of people just act like you walked in and you had a Hall of Fame quarterback dumped in your lap. It's not how it worked. One, two, three, fourth down. On the subject of quarterbacks, mm-hmm. ESPN putting together a. Uh, off-season QB market where people could land up. How would you feel about Derek Carr as a Jet? Um, I, you know, I'm a big Derek Carr fan, and so I would love Derek Carr to be a Jet because when you're a Jet, you're always a Jet. 
right? Is that good? I don't know. I don't know. I don't is know that, that you can is ever... Is that a stank you want on yeah, you? can you ever wash that off? Right. Can you ever wash off the stank of What's being that? a jet? Oh, that's just the stench of being a jet. Ooh. Might want to do something about that. White, can't. White pungent. It's there. Yeah. It's like sex. <laughs> Speaking of Kyle Shanahan being honest, yeah, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's not coming back. Yeah, how about that? Time to move on. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, we're not going to need you anymore. What are they going to do there? Um, it's a good question. You know, I think they. I think. I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, I think you know you're going to have Trey Lance back off of his injury. You're going to have Purdy coming off Brock Purdy coming off of his injury. Um, I don't know if they'll get uh, if they'll get themselves kind of a bridge. If there's a guy out there that's a veteran guy that you can trust just in case he's got to play a little bit. Aaron Rodgers to San Francisco makes too much sense. But I, I don't know why Green Bay would, would do that. Why would you trade him to a, a conference rival? Uh, yeah. and, and to the, right. talk, talk about the Broncos giving up a draft capital they can't afford. What about what about the 49ers? What well, do they got left? Well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers in San Francisco, I mean, I could see you wanting to uh, actually... Wanting Aaron Rodgers to win a playoff game in Green Bay. That's the only way he's going to do it if he transfers over to San Francisco. <laughs> so maybe you want to see Aaron Rodgers win a playoff game in Green Bay. you, Aaron Rodgers. That is uh, what is going on with four down territory. The big question that uh, we heard yesterday, Stink, was, is Sean Payton here? Was he hired specifically to fix Russell Wilson? And if that's the case, how's he going to do it? That's next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. It's Larrington Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Coming up at uh, 7.45, we're going to address the elephant in the room. We are. Yes, we are. Are you calling me fat? (laughs) Are you calling me fat? In this case, it's a figurative elephant, not a literal elephant. So we'll do that coming up at uh, 7.45. Right. I got into a uh, discussion, debate yesterday with Chad Brown, who was sitting in for you. Chad Brown. Mm -hmm. Chad Brown. Because you were too disconsolate to come into work because you were so... Mm. Shaken. It was. Shocked. Yes. Brought to your knees by the Tom Brady retirement. Every now and again, you need a mental day. A mental day. You needed one yesterday. Yeah, I had to, I had to take one yesterday. But we were, I love Tom Brady. We were debating the idea. It was Sean Payton hired specifically to fix Russell Wilson. Uh, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Sure. Sean Payton was hired to fix the Broncos. And his first challenge is to try to fix Russell Wilson. But if it doesn't work out... Russ is the one that's going to be blamed. Russ is the one that will be moved out of here. And Sean Payton will move merrily on his way to his next plan at the quarterback position. So uh, would it be nice if he could fix Russell Wilson? Sure. But was he brought in here with the idea you better fix him or else? Come on. That's 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 crazy talk. That's stupid. But let's deal with his challenge. Do you buy the idea that that Sean Payton can fix Russell Wilson, what gives you optimism? What makes you pessimistic about it? 
Um, so I don't think that there's any question that Sean Payton can fix Russell Wilson because Sean Payton is going to put him in position to do what he does well. There will be an honesty about who Russell Wilson is, what he can and can't do, what he is capable of and what he is incapable of. And that'll be a very real, It doesn't. it's not going to be vitriolic or it's not going to be combative. It's just going to be real. Here's the deal, dude. And this is this is interesting. This goes back to something he said. Sean said to me in a in a production meeting. Um, you know, I was asking about this this juicy matchup and you know going after a, a team's defense and all this stuff. And he said, "Listen, your first obligation as a coach is not to attack the weakness of the opponent. It's to mitigate your own weakness." So he goes, the problem with young coaches, a lot of young coaches, is they see a juicy matchup and they cannot wait to attack that juicy matchup. And that juicy matchup, attacking that juicy matchup, it might expose a player on your roster that has a disadvantage in a matchup of his own and he's going to get exposed. And most young coaches are like, yeah, but we'll just hold up. We just got to hold up on that. We got to hold up on this. It's too juicy. And he's like, no, find something else. Because if I put a position, I put a player in a position to lose and he loses, that's my fault. So I've got to mitigate that potential disaster, one, before I attack something else. And Sean is exceptional at that. And most coaches aren't. They see that matchup and they're just like, we just got to hold up. And you know what? It goes back down to more games are lost than won. One of the other things he told me that was really interesting, Mike, he said, you know what you never do? You never get into a shootout on the road. At home, you can get into a shootout. On the road, you don't do that. You slow the game down. You shrink it. You do, we, like, like just coaching pearls of wisdom. The reason I tell you those things is because he will say to Russell, here are the things that you do really well. And he'll show him on tape. Here are the things that you don't do. We're not going to put you in that position. We're not going to ask you to do the even if you wanted to be better at these. Like, you're not good at this. So we're going to get away from that, and we're going to lean on your strengths. Love that. Love the honest talk. Great. But but here's where I, I, I got to start questioning if this is going to work and how this is going to work. Because all Sean Payton knows for the last, really, decade and a half is Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And we know that Russ came here with the idea that he wants to be Drew Brees in the second half of his career. But, man, did it become apparent this year that he's not ready and may never be ready to play like Drew Brees. So how is Sean Payton going to be able to put an offense together that plays to Russell Wilson's strengths when it's not really an offense that he coached for the last decade and a half? Um, well, I would I would tell you that. So he put an offense together. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have the skill set of Drew Brees. He went five and zero with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. When he got took over and got Jameis Winston, I had probably week three. Sat down and talked with Sean at length about Jameis Winston. Talked about the thirty interceptions he threw. 
talked about the fact that there are a lot of dirty fingerprints on 30 interceptions. He goes, bottom line, I would never, ever allow him ever to be in that position. I will never allow him to throw 30 picks. Just won't, it just won't happen. I'll never call those plays where he's got to throw it into a team meeting. Just not going to happen. End of that year, when he tore his ACL, seven games in, he was five and two with 14 touchdowns and three picks. So there is something to that. You know, we, we take for granted because Drew Brees was a Hall of Famer. We take for granted that they had the, the entirety of the offense open to them. There are things that Drew Brees couldn't do, especially at the end of his career. You know, I mean, he couldn't push the ball down the field. You couldn't take advantage of that stuff. So there were a lot of things. Now, timing and accuracy were great. Footwork in the pocket were unbelievable. Um, and so they made like they made a living on certain routes and setting up those certain routes. But they ran the same routes. Like, I can't tell you how many times what we call a dagger concept. But it's a, you know, inside guy runs a clear if you're in a two-by-two two or a three-by-one. Three by Inside middle receiver, the slot guy runs a clear, and the number one receiver, the outside guy, runs a dig at about eighteen yards. I can't. They, they I guarantee you, they completed seven of those a game. Michael in, Thomas in different, yeah, in right? different, in different ways. They completed seven a game. Russ hasn't completed one. He's completed maybe three in a career. Like he just won't throw it. He doesn't throw it. But but can Sean Payton make him throw it? Well. The point is, hey, if he can't throw that ball, if he doesn't see that, if he, then that's not what we're going to lean on. Mm. As opposed to, hey, th- this is what the timing and the accuracy and the feel for that particular so, play, like Drew Brees is great at that. That's we're going to like you know it's coming, you know it's coming, they know it's coming, everybody in the stadium knows it's coming, and you still can't defend it because of the way we set it up and the timing and the accuracy with which we throw. So it. to put a ball on this, your message to Broncos country would be like, look, when it comes to Sean Payton, what you're going to be watching from him offensively, this guy's a great offensive coach. He's not married. He's not rigid in just one system. He coaches offense. He coaches offense to what he has, not this is my way and this is the only mm. way no matter what. Yes, he coaches. He coaches based on uh, he's got a scheme and a system, but he is going to he's going to manipulate that scheme and system to fit the player's skill set, or he'll find the things within that scheme and system that his players do well, and then he'll I mean he'll lean into them, and you'll do it out of different personnel groupings and settings and motions and 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 you know all that kind of stuff, but a lot of times it's it's being play repeaters. I love I love guys that are play repeaters. I love guys that run the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. They just do it out of different looks. Like that's the that to me is that to me is the art form. What's trending is coming up next. Is the NFL really scripted? And oh, we got some breaking news that you are just going to love. Really? Oh, more breaking news for you. This is breaking. Well, it's breaking news for everybody, but you in particular right. are going to love this news. Okay, it's coming up in What's Trending next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. As if the accolades for Tom Brady, the football player, weren't enough. Guess what was revealed yesterday? What's that? Do you know what he was doing during the course of the season this year? Volunteering at an animal shelter. 
Is that not the sweetest thing? Oh. He was there with his kids. It was good, good, good family time. Him and Logan Ryan, uh, yeah. old teammate of his, uh, would go and volunteer at an animal shelter every week without any fanfare, just working with puppies. Just the puppies. Just the puppies. I love the puppies. The puppies. Is that the most adorable thing? He is. He really is the goat. No, he's the world's greatest American. <laughs> Unless he was like Cruella de Vil and wanted to make a puppy kid. Oh, and we don't even know no. about it. No, he's not that Ayo. good. He's awesome. Just awesome. It has been fun, though. It's been, it's been fun here because while the, the tributes have been uh, pouring in from around the NFL world, uh-huh. here in, in Colorado, it's interesting because it's like, you know, somebody will say, what's your favorite Tom Brady memory? And there's a photo of Vaughn Miller just laying all over him yeah. with Brady looking up at the sky. I hope that when Tom Brady does his his final, really full official retirement ceremony, I hope he has something special to say about the Broncos. Because hmm. a lot of times they were his daddy. I would like to do a special tribute video. And during the course of the video, just... Keep it taking off articles of clothing <laughs> until I'm shirtless and in my underpants. That'd be a great video, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Are you guys hot, too? The best. Let me just take this off. It's just too kind of hot in here. <laughs> Tom, you're awesome. Hey, whoa. What's this shirt doing? It's sticky. <laughs> Boom. Well, you can actually find a video oh, yeah, of I, us doing just that Yeah, I did. back in the day. Never mind. That was that a already. long week in Minneapolis. <laughs> Arian Foster... Former NFL running back says the NFL is scripted. Uh, we're really dedicated to it. So it was more so like um, that's what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. Like This is what goes on and this is what we have to do mm-hmm. in order to. Yeah. And this referee is going to miss this call yeah, because they hate you yeah, and they love the Colts. Yeah, that sort like, of thing. Uh, WWF. So it's like, you yeah, know, we know what's going to happen, but you still got to put on a show. Yeah. What did you think when you got the script in 2016 that said your career was going to fall off a cliff when you stopped believing in God? That was 2015. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Aaron Foster on Barstool. So apparently the NFL is scripted. Uh, you played for uh, a dozen years in the league. Uh, what, what did your script say when you uh, received it? Yeah, it uh, said you're just going to get hurt again and again and again and again. Obviously, Barstools is, you know, making a spoof and Arian Foster's played along with it. But uh, that's just, it's just silly. A lot of guys, a lot of guys took offense to it like he was being real. I mean. No, most of the guys got it. So a lot of NFL players responding. Uh, Micah Parsons, shake my head. I might show the script from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we got. Alvin Kamara. When they handed me the script for our season during camp, I almost walked out of the facility. Mm. Marlon Humphrey. Me giving up 200 to Chase was just me following the script. Right. They, you do, yeah, like the practices are scripted. Like you script the plays that you're going to run. You know, like, hey, let me see the script. So, yeah. Silly. So you don't buy, well, when when Zach Taylor's over there saying it's rigged, that doesn't help the, the look. Well, that, I mean, that's, you want to talk about, you got the ball back with two minutes and you couldn't put a drive together. Rigged. Do your job. Run the ball. 
don't let your don't let your your all your backup offensive linemen pass. Did the league tell him that they have to pass pro that many times? And you put your guys in harm's way to sack your quarterback? It's just you know, leave. The, did they tell you how to leave the Marvin uh, or not Marvin, but uh, excuse me, Chris Jones one on one with your tackle or with your guard? Stop it! Stupid. I hate that. I hate the victims. I went, I, I, I went from loving the Bengals to, to hating them in just one week. They went from being a team that was so easy to root for to one that I was actually glad I did. lost. And I know it was to the Chiefs, so I know I'm not supposed right. to say that. But seriously, I was glad because they just became unbearable and boorish and unlikable in just a span of a week. I am so disappointed in myself because I've always hated the Bengals. And you know what? I said to myself, that's it. I'm going to start, you know, respecting what the Bengals have done and, you know, respecting the the Bengals as a franchise and Joe Burrow. You better send those refunds. Yeah, and then they're, and then, you know, all they do is talk smack and, you know, I mean, act like you've been there before. Have a little Know your role and shut your mouth, Mr. Brody. Yep, it's exactly how I feel. So I, I, I let my guard down for about four days. And I accepted the Bengals. I even I even put money on the Bengals to win the game. And look what they did. They kicked me right square in the yarbles. <laughs> Dick shot. Yep. Thank you, Johnny. The Arena Football League is oh, coming back in nice. 2024. Wow. Remember the days of the Colorado Crush? Mm-hmm. I do. It's where John Elway cut his teeth as a executive. Yeah. <laughs> they won a then they, they won, won a, a championship. Yeah, Arena Bowl championship. If you had to choose between watching a USFL game or an arena football league game, oh. what would you watch? Arena. Yeah. I like exactly. the arena league. I got outside the NFL, I have no interest in outdoor spring football. Nope. Yeah. But the Arena League is is fun. Arena League is love cool. watching it. Arena League is cool. I used to call Arena League games for the uh, for ESPN. Did you really? Yeah, I enjoy- where you cut your teeth. I enjoyed the heck out of it. I thought it was fun. I the the one the one thing that always drove me crazy is like ESPN was always like mandated that we explain the difference between the outdoor game and the indoor game. And I'm like, the game is great. Quit reminding people you're not watching NFL football. I, like I told our executives, like every time, I think, hey, by the way, this is not these players aren't as good as NFL players, and this is not NFL football, and this is not outdoor football. Like, can you just let it be Arena League football? It's fun. It's a good time. There's a lot of guys. Matt Nagy play. I called a game where Matt Nagy was the quarterback, former Chicago Bears head coach. Did you know that Kurt Warner yes. played indoor football? The Iowa Barnstormers. Are you aware of that? I this am aware. This might be breaking news to a lot of people. Right. Wow. I, I'm aware. Oh, yeah. Speaking of breaking news. Okay. This is for you. The Batman sequel is coming. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Nope. I'm vengeance. I am vengeance. So get ready. We are going to be there for the premiere of that one, too. That'll be uh, four hours and 82 minutes of uh, life I can never get back. 82 minutes would be five hours and something, wouldn't it? Uh, I said that. (laughs) I'm not bright. I mean, like five hours and twenty-two minutes. That's what, yes, yeah, that's what four hours, four and, 82 hours and eighty-two minutes, minutes actually is five yeah. hours and twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. But four when you put a four in front of it, it sounds like it's not quite as long or longer. 
That's so, I mean, the rain. Oh, the rain. Are they going to have as much rain? I, you know I will not be able to stay awake with all that raining going on. That is the perfect napping weather. <laughs> if we have to go to that premiere again, I am bringing a sleeping bag. <laughs> I'm going to bring a sleeping bag. No lie, I'm, Or I'll show up in jammies. No lie, folks. No lie. We're there for the premiere. Raj was excited. Everyone was excited. It was a great night. Everyone had a lot of fun. There were tons of people there. We had tons of listeners. It was a great time. Mark just just wasn't feeling it. And me, and I happened to look over, out, out like a light. Hell yeah. You're just like. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at him. I he slept. Looked, the, he looks so peaceful. I slept like a little child sleeping. Majority of that movie. <laughs> I hated pretty much every second of it. <laughs> that. Well, there's another one coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is what is a trending. Up next, we address the elephant in the room. That's next. Loosen up those joints and muscles. It's time for your 745 stretch. Here's Schlereth and Evans with the biggest story in Denver sports. Time to address the elephant in the room. And no, it's not um, Mark gaining weight. (laughs) Which you're not. Soda. Let me finish. Let me finish. No, the figurative elephant in the room. So as now Sean Payton is the head coach, the question is how he's going to round out his staff. And already we got uh, we got people wondering, are you going to throw your hat in as the offensive line coach? Man, I got DMAC yesterday saying, Mark should be the offensive line coach. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, settle down. Let's not Relax. be in a hurry. To drive my partner off there, D-Mac. I'll tell you what. You know who would be a great defensive line coach? Derek Wolf would be a great D-line coach. He could be the next Bill Kolar. All that fire and emotion mm. and scariness from Derek Wolf. Tell you what. Hey, Stoke, you'd be an outstanding wide receivers coach. See, two people could play this. Two can, <laughs> two can play this game. All right. What about it? What are you talking about? You. Oh, me? What about it? What about it? Um, you it, and I, it's no secret. You've you've told this story many times that you have consulted for Sean Page. Sure. You've gone down there during the summer and, mm-hmm. and consulted and talked old line talk and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. what about it? Um, I, I mean, I haven't. I I talked to Sean several weeks ago. I haven't talked to him since. Um, but yeah, would I be interested? Certainly. I'd be interested if that opportunity arose. I don't know that it will. Um, I would imagine that we're going to have a chat about that. But, um, you know, maybe not. I don't know. I, like, we we have we talked about it. Let's just say that we talked about it several weeks ago. I haven't talked about it since. Okay. So nothing, no news to break? No, no, no pending news, no scheduled interviews at, uh, as of right now. Okay, because because if if no, this is check, happening, let me just check I, my phone. I need I yep, nope. yeah, no. I need to be your Colin Coward. <laughs> oh, so the leaks aren't going to come from the Broncos. So I need to be to you what Colin was to Peyton. Okay? <laughs> you know, I need if, I need to be the leak. I need to be that, the. You realize if that happens piece. that that. You'll never hear from me again, right? Just, I know. Like, Stink, what's, <laughs> what's, like, what's going on? Who, who is this? 
You'll get the you'll get the proverbial change my number. I don't have I don't have this in my phone. How'd you get this number? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Hey, stink. How's Bolsey doing? Me and Bolsey be thick as thieves. Yeah, thick as. No, my zone is GB zone. I'm, I'd get in the GB zone. You'd be in the GB zone. Yeah, I'd be like I'd be like text Mark after the game. Hey. Uh, you guys seem to give up the the run kind of early in that game. You upset about that? Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> I put all my arms and legs into and let him trust. That's good. So we'll follow that. But yeah, hey, listen, Sean, you might want to give Derek Wolf a call. See what he's up to. Right. I mean, the guy slays mountain lions. Imagine how you could pump up your uh, defensive lineman. I think it's a natural. Fit. Well, I think the Huge. but in the hunting in the hunting season during football season, and there are yeah, that's some. true. That's a good point. Yeah, he's not going to be able to coach the D line and kill things at the same time. <laughs> Is he? I I would think it'd be difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a hunter. I've never actually been hunting. I have no desire to go hunting. Well, you used to you you wrestled. You didn't kill, but you you no. wrestled bears. I would pin in Alaska them and just let them know. Yeah, I'm in a Saturday night ride. Hold down the bear, and I let you give uncle uncle. Let this be a lesson. Yes, be tromping around my neighborhood, thinking you can just fold Nelson on. I'm the not going to kill you, but I'm no. going to send you a message. A little bear paws just <laughs> flapping in the wind. You know, as I got him in a full Nelson. You give, get out of here, you. You scamp you. Yeah. You back up in the mountains, eat some blueberries. You're going. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. So, all right, well, you uh, you keep us updated. Okay, I will. I will yep. do that. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, we'll see what uh, see what happens. Uh, are, where are you on the, the Vic Fangio? Go after Vic. Do you, do you think bringing back Vic would cause issues? The idea being that... There, there are guys in this building who played for him, maybe didn't like him, mm-hmm. and you're bringing him back. Um, no, I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't think that would. I don't think that that would be a concern. I mean, he'd be the you know the coordinator. He'd be the defensive coordinator. So I, you know, I mean, Sean would still be in charge of the organization. I mean, I, I would love to see uh, Ivero. Be the guy, you know, if you could retain him, that would be great. Now, he may get an opportunity to be either the uh, Colts head coach. I don't know. If he, has he interviewed in Arizona as well? Oh, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I stopped paying attention to Evero a while ago. Right. <laughs> That's weird. Once he was scratched off the list, I, I, I stopped paying attention. I go, he hasn't. We're still waiting to fill, by the way, the Arizona and Indy jobs. Mm-hmm. So much for dominoes falling. Nobody wants to coach there. Nobody wants Arizona. No. Nobody wants Kyler Murray. No. Nobody wants Bill Bidwell. Is it Bill? Is it still Bill? Uh, Michael. Michael. Is, is his son that took okay. over, yeah. Nobody wants the Bidwells. Yeah. Uh, the more you think about it, the more that whole clause in the Kyler Murray contract. I know they quickly backpedaled and said, oh, no, 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 no. We didn't mean that. Bull. Oh yeah, that's that was that was legit. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean there's some there's obviously there's some issues there, and um, the other thing is also is like here's where ownership matters. 
Greg Penner is going to give you carte blanche to put your staff together. They're not, they're not going to say, hey, can you try to retain so-and-so? Can you try to keep so They're like, hey, man, put your staff together. In Arizona, they're going to try to put, hey, can you keep, like, can you keep, uh, can you keep Vance Joseph? Can you keep like that? We, we want you to, cause they don't want to, they don't want to be paying salaries for people that aren't working. And there is incentive to keep Evero, who, by the way, will be interviewing with the Cardinals again to listen. We'd really like this to be your offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. Wrinkles. We'd really like this to be, uh, your, your line coach, VJ. But a guy like Peyton can command his own staff. Is he the type of guy? That's going to say, ah, yeah, I could. I don't really know Evero, but I can, I can, I can work with him. Or does he need to have his guys? Oh well, I think you always want to have your guys. It's like Gary Kubiak. Like, how much did Gary Kubiak walk away from the Broncos because of health, and how much was it because they wanted to get, they wanted him to get rid of some of his guys? And I would say the latter is more true than the than the health. I think the health is part of it. But the latter was, I am not going to spend, you know, 16, 18 hours a day in here with guys that I don't like and that I don't respect and that we don't speak the same language. A couple questions before we uh, move on here. We got the DenverSports.com front page. Somebody uh, asked, while you were in Alaska, did you ever wrestle a cocaine bear? I've seen some dumb movies come along. Right. Cocaine bear. I think that's based on a true story. Really? Yeah, like they, somebody dropped off like a cocaine run and a bear got into it and terrorized the town. I think it's a, it's actually based like, you know, I mean, obviously it's, they've got creative freedom and license, but I think it was actually based on a, on, on a true story. So yeah, thank a you. A bear John. who loved cocaine. Well, I mean, a bear got into the cocaine. And when he got into the cocaine, he was just on this like three week bender. Just that. I mean, if it would have been, if it would have happened in today's world, they would have called Derek Wolf to come hunt down the cocaine bear. Yes, with a bow and arrow. Probably That's have some right. deer piss all over him, so he <laughs> could camouflage, you know, and because they put that urine on, they yes. put urine on, uh, like yes, yes. It coaxes them out. It drives them crazy. <laughs> just drives them crazy. Bears, when they smell that deer piss, bears are like, oh, what is that? <laughs> so Derek would be like, here, Barry, 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 Barry. Here, Barry, Barry, I'm just a doe smelling like urine. Then when it comes out, all cocained up. <laughs> Whoa. Scary. The other question that I think is a fair one. This is mine. Okay. Okay. This is your question. Okay. All right. Um, if you were to become the offensive line coach for mm-hmm. Sean Payton and the Broncos, yes. that is a rigorous schedule mm-hmm. that would still be happening during lawn mowing season. Oh, Mark. You would have to hire a landscaping company. You know? Or or I would have to write it into my contract. On Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> you mow your lawn three times a week? No, nah, usually two or two and a half times a week. So <laughs> You're a Monday, 
Monday and let's call it Monday and Friday. I will need I will need time away from the facility. Fifteen minutes of the house, hour and twenty. Uh huh. To mow, mulch. Yeah, you know, get a little, uh, you know, edge mm-hmm. the property, sweep it up, make it nasty. Let's just call it an hour thirty. Uh, yeah, so, hour and a half, and then fifteen back. So we're talking two hours. Two I'm going to need two hours off on Monday. Two hours off on, f- and Friday will be okay because you get it in, during the season. You get you know half day, so uh-huh. I can come home that afternoon and sure, get some sure. mowing done. Sure, sure. Yeah, you could make it work, huh? Yeah, that they would be the, juggle it. Yeah, that'd be the contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh no. Hey, we're all going to get together and uh, brainstorm for the uh, Chiefs this week. Where are you going, Stink? I gotta go move my lawn. Hey, I'll be back right here. Paragraph B, <laughs> section <laughs> two, subsection two yeah. point one. <laughs> Stink will uh, be allowed to leave to mow. <laughs> it's right there. It is right, right there. there, black and white. I see it. You already have it written down. <laughs> Write it down. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits.